What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? It is scriptwriter Steve, and I'm podcasting right from Barbecue to Movies. Today is April 13th, 2021, if you're wondering. That's a Tuesday. And guess what? It is 2.55 a.m. in the morning. I have yet to hit the hay. Yep, I'm burning the midnight oil. So what am I doing up late? Catching up on YouTube videos. I went down that deep hole of YouTube videos. Didn't watch any cat videos. <laughs> Guess what I watched? Well, it's a little on the dark side. It doesn't really match this music. <laughs> yeah, I was watching, um, I guess, body cam footage. I guess regarding those two, I guess, two of those police stories where I guess the narrative is where white police are targeting blacks again and there's two different stories going on there's one with um i believe it's dante white uh being a victim and then another one is with karen nazaro nazario or something like that anyway i'm not even sure if nazario that's not a black name right and is dante what is his name is it dante dante Wright, not dante white i'm sorry it's dante Wright. And unfortunately, Dante Wright is no longer with us because he is dead. He got shot by the police. And right now in Minneapolis, they are actually rioting. So I wanted to know, you know, again, what exactly happened? Um, again, I don't, I don't trust the media. I never trust the media because <laughs> they're screenwriting. They're not doing their journalism thing. They're act, they actually have an agenda. They want us to hate the cops. They want us to, um, they want us to hate white people. They really do. They want us to look at white people and think, I guess, to judge them and say, hey, you know what? These people, these white people are born racist. And they're all born racist. And they have to come off their white privilege high horse, admit that they are, are born racist, have a, what, what is it? What do they call it? An unconscious bias of, and of hate that are against anyone who doesn't look like them. And do I believe it? Hell no. And again, just to let all of my listeners know that I am 100% Chinese. Yes, I have the slant eyes. I have the yellow skin. I don't care. You know, you can call me yellow. You can call me a chink. I don't care. I really don't care because words really don't hurt me. And you know what? You can, you can call me a crazy conservative, even though I don't think I am. I'm not a Q. I don't want to, I'm not one of those guys who believe in Q. I don't follow conspiracy theories. I'm not a white supremacist. But I have been called almost every single name under the book because I am one of those evil Trump supporters, apparently, those evil conservatives, those evil capitalists who believe that, you know, you have to work hard for your money. And I don't believe this nation is racist. I don't believe white people are born racist. I don't believe anyone's actually born a racist, right? But do I believe racists actually exist in this world? Heck yeah, I do, because there are such things as stupid people. And unfortunately, you can't do anything about stupid people. You really can't. But anyway, before I get into this, and again, my podcast, just to spoil it for all you folks out there, it will be about those two shootings after I get back from a commercial break. But, you know, before I go down that dark road and get a little too serious, um, I want to talk about what I'll be doing later on today. Uh, I will be barbecuing uh, chicken quarters later on today. Yeah, chicken quarters. You know, you know, when I open up my restaurant, which will maybe be, you know, 
maybe next year. Um, I think myself and uh, Pitmaster Keith, uh, we're going to um, start selling our things on Facebook Marketplace later on this year. Um, we have, we don't want to actually invest millions of dollars and you know get the loans to open up a restaurant uh just yet um we know when we go down that road and make that decision we want to um you know try to like stay away from the banks as much as possible but um we do plan to start barbecuing professionally hopefully later on this year uh we're going to really make a serious push of it and we'll most likely start off with you know selling it off selling it off on facebook marketplace and then going toward a, maybe a food truck and then maybe having our restaurant finally open. So we're going to gradually go there and hopefully we'll make this entire venture profitable. Um, again, you know, if this is how we do it in America, right? You work hard, you work smart, you work, you know, intelligent, right? And you start from small and then grow to big. <laughs> you know, you know, it's really funny. Before, I think, pre-COVID or maybe even before pre-COVID, I used to get these phone calls from um, from these college graduates and they would, used to always call up my company. And, you know, you know my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii, uh, for the most part, it's just me and uh, all of my ministers and everyone else, uh, they're, they're all contracted workers. Uh, you know, they're all gig workers who I give work to when I need them. And, you know, because I do a lot of work, you know, I work with my same team very often. But anyway, uh, I always get these, uh, uh, I guess, these uh, inquiries from recent graduates from the Uni University of Hawaii or even across America. And a lot of times they're from, um, I guess these are from M people who just recently got their MBA. And, and they want to work at my company. And when I ask, well, what position do you want to work at? And many of them, I would say the far majority of them have said that, they want to run my company for me. They said, you know, we would like to run your company because we see a lot of things you're doing wrong with it. And I said, well, who is we? You know, I mean, who is we? Because, I'll, I mean, I'm always open to new ideas and I'm always open to having someone smarter than me run my company, right? And they, they said, well, it's myself, my, my class, my professors. You know, you're, you're too personalized on your wedding company. Sometimes you use swear words on top of your website. You know, you're, you're, you just don't seem like a professional type and we think we can bring you to a higher level. I said, okay, fine, that's great. How much do you know about the wedding industry? Oh, we don't know anything. How much do you know about photography? Oh, we don't know anything. How about videography? Have you even edited anything? Oh, no, not really. Okay, so how do you, have you ever planned a corporate event? No, we haven't. So how are you going to help me out again? Well, I got my MBA. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? Kid, you know, you have to get some life experience. You can't just jump to the top. <laughs> you can't just, you know, all of a sudden graduate college and think you're, and think you're going to be the next Richard Branson or Elon Musk or, or, or you, know, you know, Steve Jobs or anything like that. And these were these kids, you know, they think that, oh, they got their MBA. They can go right up to the top right away. And again, they think my company's a real big company, but it's not. It's just me. And because I have a nice website, they can't even figure that out, right? <laughs> so, you know, I have no staff right now. Again, everyone's contracted. So anyway... Going back to my day today, I'll be barbecuing chicken quarters, chicken quarters. And right now I'm currently brining them in the fridge. Um, I put my own rub on top of there and, uh, and I'll be popping them on the smoker. You know, the great thing about, you know, barbecuing, I, I think chicken quarters or even turkeys or, or even fish is that 
you don't have to stay around the barbecue smoker for like a, a long time. Um, I think I'll just maybe be out there at the most, maybe about an hour and a half. It won't be a eight hour or a 12 hour job, which is great. And, um, but it's a little more difficult when you barbecue a bird, um, you have to, or smoke a bird, you have to be a little bit more, um, I guess, hmm, what is the word here? I guess a lot more delicate with your barbecuing, a lot, a lot more delicate with your temperatures. You have to make sure, number one, is your temperatures have to stay high. And we're talking 325 or 350. Um, on top of that, you don't want your, um, your chamber to be moist. So you don't use any water pan inside there. And on top of that, you have to use a butter spray or, or maybe a butter rub on top of there. You have to get a, you know, melt, melt down a, a stick of butter and then use a brush and brush your, the skin on your, on your bird, uh, quite often, maybe once every 30 minutes. And that's to get it bite through crispy. If you don't do that, um, <laughs> your, that skin will come out like leather, like we're talking like it, it is going to be like rubber and it'll be so hard to bite through. So, um, and so anyway, so if you plan to do this, don't use a water pan, make sure you butter it up really good all the time. I think I'm going to try to, um, I think I'm going to run, run down to the store. And I'm going to buy a butter spray. Uh, yeah, you know that spray-on butter? So instead of using, you know, they use it for nonstick stuff, but they have a spray-on version for butter. That's, I believe it's 100% butter. So this will, I think, will make it a lot easier than using a, a, a brush. I think I'm going to try. And I'll, I'll report back to you, um, I guess, later on tomorrow when I do my late podcast and tell you how it's, you know, how it turned out. I've never done it before. I saw it on YouTube. Uh, just recently. And I said, oh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So we'll see if it works. But here's the funny thing. Um, so again, you know, I went down that YouTube, you know, that YouTube uh, rabbit hole of barbecue, <laughs> no cat videos, or no guinea pig videos for me, because uh, I love guinea pigs. So I sometimes if I watch one guinea pig video, I end up watching a lot of them. Um, but I don't watch them a lot anymore, because I have my own guinea pig. Um, but it's good to, you know, learn a lot about guinea pigs, you know, what they want to eat and all that. But anyway, so anyway, I was watching these YouTube YouTubers um, and there's so many backyard smokers out there. And I guess, you know, that's one of me as well, um, but except I have, you know, again, more aspirate. I'm doing this to eventually sell barbecue. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I looked at all these YouTube videos of all these uh, um, backyard smokers and man, I would tell you what, like 99% of them, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And even some of them who are, were quote unquote, like, com, I guess, com, uh, competitors on the, on the circuit, they really don't know what they're doing either. And I really think it's because the ones who, um, I think that the, a lot of these, these, these backyard smokers, uh, or barbecuers, they don't really understand the science behind smoking. So, um, you know, I think if you want to get into barbecue, uh, I, I think my advice is to really understand the science behind it, why you put a water pan in there, why do you, you use a high temperature versus low temperature, and what happens to the meat when you use high temperature versus low temperature. I, I, think, it's, I think it's just really important. And, you know, you know, again, why do you wrap it with foil versus paper or paper versus foil, and uh, what happens to it, and, and, and how you can get the best of both worlds and everything like that. So, you know, if you understand the science behind it, you can kind of create your own style. And that's the way I've always approached everything. If you understand the science or the theory behind anything, you can kind of, you know, be a maverick. You can kind of follow the rules and be a loyalist. You know, it's really up to you. But if you, again, if you understand all the inner workings, all how all the gears work together to create, 
I guess, this perfect nirvana of good barbecue, you can, you know, create your own art. And that's what I've been doing. So I'm to that point right now in my barbecue growth, and I think I've been barbecuing for maybe over a year now, and I've, I've accelerated much faster than other barbecuers out there, like how I do with almost anything I put my mind to. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to a point where I, I can basically almost barbecue almost anything. Almost anything. So, and my things that, that, which were my weakest, which was pork ribs, just to let you know, are now one of my strongest dishes and I can cook that in my sleep. And I think that's so easy to do now. Um, you know, and, uh, and I'm still working on my barbecue beef short ribs, but I think I got that one down too. So anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial. I talked enough about barbecue. When I come back, I want to talk about these two incidents, these two very unfortunate incidents that are happening right now because they're just being used out there to, to, to I guess, I, I really feel it's being used to separate our country, you know, to point the finger, to, I guess, hmm, extend this uh, narrative that black lives don't matter when they actually do, when all lives matter. So I'm going to cut to commercial. Hopefully you'll join me on the other side, you know, and we can get to the bottom of these two incidents that happened regarding, you know, uh, the cops and blacks and everything in the just, I think that happened within this year. And uh, I want to get to the bottom of this and tell you my perspective uh, and then how it differs from what the journalists are telling you out there. So here's the commercial. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, elopings, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome beautiful touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now don't forget to read our 5 star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos, so visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Okay, everyone. I hope you're back from that commercial break. So, I put on the calm music right now. <laughs> I think you know why, right? Because what we're about to talk about is very serious. And um, again, anytime there's any type of running with the law and there's a death involved, it's very serious. Even if that death is a criminal. You know, death is not good for anyone right now. I mean, I think everyone should have the right to live out their life. And even if they made the worst mistakes of their life, you know, have the chance to self-correct, self-adjust, and hopefully take a step in the right direction. And unfortunately, for one of the characters involved with one of the storylines here, that won't happen. So, 
What I want you to do before we embark on this entire journey is just to let go. Let go of these emotions, let go of that anger, let go of the fears and your agendas, and let's get to talking about what happened here. So the first traffic incident, we're not see traffic incident, but I think, I think we'll just call it the police incident. The first police incident I want to talk about is the one involving um, Dante Wright. Um, his last name is spelled W-R-I-T-E. Now, I believe he is maybe half white and half black, uh, but again, with Black Lives Matter, Matter and I guess all of the media out there, all what matters is that he's actually black. And all what matters is the narrative that is that is that a white cop shot a black young boy for no reason, and that must mean that he's racist, and that's why I guess gives them, I guess the people who are currently rioting in Minnesota a reason to basically burn down their entire city again. And just to let you know, I think any, anywhere between twenty to thirty places have already been looted in Minneapolis. I think GameStop, Nike, you name it. You know these shops are just getting looted. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how that is justice for Dante Wright. So what happened here? So Dante Wright was a 20-year-old, and uh, he was put over because he had expired tags. And when these cops found, when they ran his license plate, they found out there, were, there was actually a warrant out for his arrest. What was the warrant out for? Well, apparently he was charged for a misdemeanor gun charge and also a warrant for fleeing the police. Well, he was supposed to show up in court, and when he didn't show up in court, that's why the warrant was issued, right? So what happens when they pulled him over? Well, he didn't comply, and he thought he could actually get back into his car and start running away again. <laughs> when he did that, um, let's see here, uh, Kim Potter, a 25, no, it's a 26-year-old veteran? Yeah, she's a 26-year veteran, not a 26-year-old veteran, she's a 26-year veteran, um, she thought that she was going to tase him, and unfortunately, instead of pulling her taser, she pulled out her gun. Now, in these very high-stress, stressful situations, huh, you know, people make mistakes, and she made a mistake. This was an accident, and unfortunately, instead of being tased, he was shot. Was it racist? No, absolutely not. It was just an accident. Was he put over because he was black? No, he was put over because his tags were expired, and there, and they were. He also knew that there was a warrant out for his arrest. How could have this all been prevented? Number one, well, first of all, this twenty-six-year veteran should have performed better. She made a mistake. It was an accident, right? Well, the other thing too is that Dante Wright could have just complied. What what in the world was he doing running away from the cops? Again, Minnesota and all of the media out there, everyone out there, in the, I think in the liberal media, they're blaming the police. Now, while it's true that the police made a mistake, the media is calling it racially motivated, or, or at least they're painting that picture. Why are they doing that? Now, here's the interesting thing right now, is that... <laughs> when George Floyd, you know, was murdered, right? Or I wouldn't even say he was murdered right now when he, when he actually died, okay? Because right now in the George Floyd case, it looks as though it wasn't murder. 
All right. Even I thought when it first came out, I thought it was murder. But you know what? I jumped to conclusions. But good thing I waited, you know, and I waited and kept my, my, my mind open. I kept saying, you know, I want to hear everything, hear everything. Because again, Derek Chauvin is presumed innocent, right? He's innocent until proven guilty. And his body cam footage showed that his knee was not on his neck, but was actually on the back shoulder. What do you know, right? What do you know about that? So if I were on the jury and I saw that, well, his his uh, knee was not on his neck, not not on George Floyd's neck, but his back shoulder. Well, how can we actually convict him of of actually choking George Floyd to death? You can't choke someone to death if your knee is on someone's back shoulder. Correct, correct. All right. I know you want to tell me that I'm wrong, but I'm I think I'm correct about that. Okay. So, <laughs> my question is that when George Floyd had gotten killed, the media immediately pointed the finger toward Donald Trump and said that ever since Donald Trump had come into office, more white supremacists were getting more brazen and more white supremacists and cops were getting more brazen and they were hunting down black people. That's it. That was their, that was their entire narrative. And they did this during COVID. And a lot of people believed them. And why did they do that? Well, of course it was to get Joe Biden elected, right? Let's not beat, beat around the bush about that. That's why they actually pushed that narrative, right? What are they saying now? Well, of course, they're not blaming Joe Biden at all. But here's the thing. Joe Biden is blaming racist cops. You know, he's saying the cops should not have put over this black kid. You know, he looks really white to me, too. So, you know, when you look at him, he's actually not full black, right? And again, that's not the reason why they pulled him over. And that's not the reason why he died. He didn't die because he was black. All right. So that's the first story. The first story, again, is very short because there's really nothing to argue about here. It was an accident, a horrible accident. And what will happen to this 26-year veteran, Kim Potter? I don't know, but she has to get penalized somehow. She may even, she should even get fired, right? Unfortunately, she made a mistake that when it costs someone's life, you know, she has to pay the ultimate price of, the, of I guess, of, of working in the police force, which is you have to get fired, unfortunately. You make a mistake like that. It's just really unfortunate. Now, on to the next episode, uh, which is the next police incident. And this one, this one really got my blood boiling. So, in this case, uh, <laughs> what the media wanted you to believe was that a black second lieutenant, uh, I guess, army officer, U.S. Army officer, um, he was put over by white cops because of his race and then pepper sprayed. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that was the narrative, that two white cops pulled over a black second lieutenant in the U.S. Army and then pepper sprayed him for doing nothing. Absolutely doing nothing. And they were rude to him and they just wanted to get to him because he was black. That's what they're saying. Wow. Now, nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing. Now, first of all, this dude, Caron Nazario, this is the dude who actually got put over. This is the second lieutenant. Now, Nazario, that's not a black last name. I'm sorry. I've heard a lot. I do weddings and all that. I hear a black last name. I know what a black last name sounds like. That doesn't look like a black last name, right? So this guy is, if anything, he's mixed, all right? And he's a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army. So 
<laughs> for the for the these uh, journalists who have no idea about military rankings are saying he's a very high ranking U.S. Army officer. No, second lieutenant is basically your entry level officer. All right, in the army, they have no idea about their ranks. They need to fact check themselves. So, anyway, why was he? Why was Karan Nazario pulled over? Well, number one, he didn't have his license plate properly displayed. Where was his license license plate displayed? In his rear window. Now it's nighttime, so his license plate where it should be is gone. So it looks as though this this SUV that he's driving is driving without tags. Now when the cops came out there and the, when the cops saw that, they tried to pull him over, but he didn't pull over for a mile and a half. And these are with the cops who had their lights and sirens on. He didn't slow down. He didn't pull over. So what does that do? This now elevates this, you know, rather casual traffic stop into a high-risk stop. So backup is called, right? And then they, they basically you know go down to a, a gas station and he pulls over there. Then the cops now, again, they're thinking the worst because again, a regular traffic stop can turn into a really bad incident. They have no idea how many people are in the car, if they have guns, if this is a drug bust or anything. This truck looks very suspicious because it has no tags, absolutely no license plate. Why does it have that? The cop just has his intuition to go on, right? He's not thinking black or white or anything like that. This <laughs> this SUV didn't have tags. And he didn't stop when they had lights and a siren on. So immediately, these two cops pull their guns on him, right? And they start yelling, let me see your hands. Now, initially, Caron <laughs> uh, Nazario, the second lieutenant here, he doesn't comply. Well, in fact, he doesn't comply for a long time. What is he doing? He's setting up his cell phone inside of his SUV with the selfie camera to record himself. And then he starts casually baiting them. And this is what it looks to me because he's not scared of getting shot. He's telling them, baiting them. When they're telling him, let me see your hands, he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? What's going on? When they're saying, get out of the car, what's going on, officer? What's going on? This is a second lieutenant. This is a second lieutenant. If he was pulled over on base by the military police, he would have complied 100%. And what is he doing in the military without his plates in the proper area? Something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. He was baiting them. He was actually baiting, baiting them. So you watch this video. He is playing toward the camera. And the second lieutenant, he is purposely acting calm and then... And then basically wanting these officers to get mad at him and everything like that. And again, these cops think that danger could be right around the corner. And he doesn't comply. He doesn't answer any questions that they're asking him. He's not putting his hands in the air. And then it looks as though he wants to be the victim. And then finally, when the cops start, they start yelling, open the door and get out, he doesn't. Right? And finally, what are the cops supposed to do? What are the cops supposed to do? So finally, they end up pepper spraying him, right? Now, they went from guns drawn down to tasers and then down to pepper spray because they didn't think he was that much of a, uh, I guess, of a threat, but he still would not comply. And on top of that, he had a gun on him on his right leg. So what are they supposed to think? This guy is carrying a loaded weapon that is strapped to his right thigh. What are you supposed to think? 
You know, just because just because he's a second lieutenant in the military and he serves, does that mean does that not mean he won't shoot? <laughs> and on top of that, I don't think you're allowed to have an open carry on base and this guy's coming off base. So that I also think something's wrong there. All right. So anyway, what what, what ends up happening? They end up pepper spraying this guy. And of course, they end up getting him out of the car and putting him toward the back. And then they start counseling him and saying that, you know, if you just would have complied, you know, it would, it would have just been a two-minute routine traffic stop and you would have been on your way. So now get this. The commanding officer there, the commanding police officer there, right? He gets on the horn with his chief and he basically says, you know what, you know, why don't we not write this guy up? Because I, I've been in the military before and he's only a second lieutenant. And if we write him up and if we um, arrest him for obstruction of justice and not having plates, things will get really, really bad because they don't have double jeopardy in the military. So things that he can get arrested for out here or charged with out here, he will also get charged with in, I guess, on base in the military and it'll make him getting promoted a lot harder. So he said, you know what, if you just, I'll give you two choices. He tells the, the, the commanding officer there, who, who got fired, by the way, just recently, he tells this guy, well, we have two choices right here. Number one, number one, we can just wait here until your eyes get better, and then you can drive off, we won't write you a ticket. Or number two, we can write you a ticket up, and then, you're, and then more, more than likely, you're going to get charged later on also by the army. So I'm not sure which one he chose, but what ends up happening afterwards is that this second lieutenant ends up suing the policeman, I guess the police, for millions of dollars and ends up getting this, uh, this commanding officer fired, even though they were doing their job. So I hope he gets his job back because this police officer was just doing his job. What was he supposed to do? You know, just earlier this year, Another officer was killed in a routine traffic stop. And this was over in New Mexico. Let me try to, his name was Darian Jarrett. And I saw, I saw on YouTube this whole police video where it was just a routine traffic stop. And when he asked this 39-year-old driver who was black to actually get out of the, to exit the vehicle, what did this guy do? Well, he actually took out that gun and he shot that police officer in the head, point blank. And then he took off. This was just a routine traffic stop. And these are what cops have to put up with. The, you know, the routine traffic stop can go really, really bad. So even, even when I get pulled over, the first thing I do is that, number one, I keep my hands on top of the wheel. And I keep it, I keep it on top of there. I keep it on top of there. And then until I don't, I'm very, very um, calm with the police officer. And then I, and I'm very, very um, nice to him. And anything he says, I will do. So when he asked to, for my driver's license and registration, that's when I reached for it, right? Simple as that. Just comply. And you know what? Most of the time, because I'm so compliant, I'm so nice, they let me off if I ever get pulled over by, for speeding. You know, I ran a red light one time by accident. It was just completely accident that the light had turned yellow and red, and then I ran it. And then he pulled me over, and, and, I, and I put my hands on top of the steering wheel, and I said, oh, sorry, officer, I, you know... You know, I thought I could make the, the yellow and then it turned red on me and I, it was too late to stop. So I just decided to run it. He goes, he understands and everything and just don't do it again. Be more careful. Just let me go. 
you know, and they do let you go if you're nice to them for the most part. You know, you don't have to be a butthead. If you are a butthead and try to, I guess, treat your traffic stop as though you're in a court of law and try to argue things there, things will escalate and they'll write you up for every single thing out there. They'll throw the book at you. And if you go to, and if you go to the, um, if you, if you actually try to contest your ticket, they'll actually show up to court. Now, I remember I got pulled over for speeding one time going up the, the Lika Lika. And uh, I was going up there, and this is when I first got my BMW, and I was going up there at about 60 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone, and then I had my top down, and the, and the cop pulled me over, the, the, the motorcycle cop, and he said, and he said yeah, I, I tagged you, you were going 15 over, he said, I, I wrote you a ticket, but you're so cool, I wish I wouldn't have not wrote you a ticket, he said, look, here's what's going to happen, he says, you can contest this in court, contest it in court, and you know what, I won't show up. <laughs> That's what he told me. So I, so I did. I contested in court, and guess what? He didn't show up in court. So he let me go. That So when I contested it, the judge just waived it because there was no proof there. The cop did not show up. That's how cool he was. Cops are cool. Cops can be cool, right? <laughs> so, oh, anyway, here's what I think that second lieutenant was doing. He wanted, he was a social justice warrior you know, you know, uh, uh, I guess second lieutenant, and he, he is black. He is, he is black skin, but I don't. I think he's a mix. I think he's African, Jamaican, or something like that, or Hispanic, or something like that. He is not pure black, right? And he just wanted to be part of this woke narrative that the white cops are targeting them. That's it. That's it. Because what did he do? He filed a lawsuit, million dollars for what? Emotional distress, for pepper spraying him. <laughs> this guy was carrying a loaded weapon strapped to his leg. You know, what? he could have actually pulled this gun on the cops. He is still considered a threat, and he wasn't complying. He better not get a million dollars, and if anything, he should be kicked out of the military. I really think so. Because as a second lieutenant, you should know how to comply with the police. And I 100% guarantee you, if he would have gotten put over by the military police on base, because he would have, for not displaying the proper tags on his vehicle, if that would have happened, he would have complied 100%. 100%. Anyway, that's my opinion for today, guys. I will catch you around tomorrow. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.